0: Welcome to Cornerstone, a podcast by Rebuild Fellowship. On this episode, Pastor Chuck will finish up his message, which is titled, Signed, God With Us. This message is a part of the larger Give Thanks series and focuses on Advent. His primary text for this message is Isaiah chapter 7. So if you have your Bibles, please open them to Isaiah 7 right now. Let's join in with Pastor Chuck.
1: You know, family. There is a uh, there's. You know, many many of you know already. I'm a fan of the as seen on TV uh, uh, products. Uh, I love, especially when my wife and I go out of town, we go to the outlets and I love to look for the as seen on TV store. There's always something good in the as seen on TV store and you always get it at a fraction of the price. So all these other tools or resources or cooking uh, uh, utensils and things of that nature, I just love to go into the store to see what I can find to bring back to the house. I love me some as seen on TV. I remember years ago, there was one that I saw on TV uh, that's now, it's a standalone of itself, is OxyClean. Oxyclean, you know, I don't know about y'all, but there's there's nothing but oxyclean in our house. When we wash clothes, we make sure we got oxyclean. When we clean up uh, certain stuff, we got oxyclean. They got stain removers. They got a whole host of products now. And so we are we are oxyclean brand ambassadors. OxyClean, if you're watching, holla at your boy. So there it is. So it's it's oxyclean with brand ambassadors. And uh, uh unfortunately, right, um there's no product on the market, right? that can cleanse the stains for our souls like oxyclean can clean the stains out of our garments. Let me say that again. There's no product on the market that can cleanse our souls like oxyclean can clear the stains off of our garments. There's no product on the market that can cleanse the stains for our souls. But watch this. Listen. There is a promise from the Master that can do just that. He says in 1 John, if you confess your sins, He's faithful to forgive you of those sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. If you confess your faults, if you confess your sins to the Father, He says He's faithful and just to forgive you of said sins and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. Family, this sign also, no matter how deep the stain, his blood can truly cleanse. So, maybe right now, wherever you are, maybe right now is the time to take a pause. There's something that you, for some reason, have not wanted to confess to Jesus. You know, a portion of that is because we think that we can clean ourselves up, that we are the oxyclean for our souls. God said, no, 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 my love is, my grace is, my mercy is, the, the blood that my son shed for you on Calvary's cross, that's the soul cleanser. That's the, he's the only one that can remove the stain from your soul. Uh, the hymn writer says, sin has left the crimson stain, but he has washed it white as snow. How? He did it by the shedding of his precious blood. Family, would you release your sins to him right wherever you are? Would you lean into him right now, wherever you are? God, listen, you're not too far from his healing grace. You're not too far from from the mercy that is found in, in his offering of forgiveness. You're not too far away from it. If you would just simply just open up your mouth and confess, Lord, I have sinned against you in this way. Be specific. Don't be general. Please be specific. Say in this way, Father, I've sinned against thee. Cleanse me, forgive me, Jesus. Cleanse me, purge me, make me white as snow again. Present me faultless before your glorious throne in this way. Father, I need thee. Oh, I need thee. Every hour I need thee. Father, that's our cry. So, family, wherever you are, take this moment, take this moment. Don't let this moment pass you by. Be specific and share to the Lord if there's anything, anything. That you know that you have transgressed against the commandments, the statutes of the Lord. If you have disobeyed him a certain way, just say, Father, forgive me. Be specific. Put a name on it. Be specific. Say, Father, forgive me because can't, he can't heal what you won't reveal. Which leads me to our third takeaway. God is with us in our grief and sorrow. Listen, God has given us to prove that he's with us. He's given us his gospel The gospel which has saved us and set us free, he has gifted that to us. And in that, right, and in that knowledge of the truth that he has loved us in this way, that it's not by works that we can boast. Once I was once an enemy of God, his love for me on Calvary's cross and him being risen from the grave on our behalf now helps me deal with my guilt and shame that I turned away from him, that I have fallen short of his glory. But he still loves me and he loves me enough that he still is with me and he cleans me up. Every time I fall short, he picks me up. And every time I stain myself, he cleanses me. He cleans me up. The third thing that he helps us to do is he helps us to deal with our grief and sorrow. He's with us in our grief and sorrow. Many of this year have experienced a grief that's at a significant level. Many have lost loved ones due to COVID. Maybe uh, many in in our world have lost loved ones due to violence. Many has lost loved ones to to car accidents, or maybe some some just weird and just odd accidents. Some have lost just the simply natural causes of death. And a number of our rebuild families, specifically in this season, have lost loved ones recently. And Emmanuel, God being with us, He serves as our high priest. He knows what we're experiencing. He has felt it for himself. He's the one who's able to sympathize with us in our weaknesses. He was the one who experienced the weight of loss when his beloved Lazarus had passed. He is the one uh, who Isaiah will later prophesy about in in later chapters that he has borne our griefs and he's carried our sorrows. And that he's the one who gives beautiful ashes. Uh, He gives us the oil of joy for mourning and the garment of praise for heaviness. He understands. He says he's he is our high priest and he's he's able to sympathize with us in our weaknesses because he was tempted in every way yet without sin. So because of that, with full confidence, with full assurance, with assurance, we can boldly come to his throne of grace, receive mercy and obtain grace to help us in our time of need. He understands. He knows He's experienced pain. He knows what you're going through. And he says, I'm a God who will be with you and enter into that dark place, enter into that that moment of sorrow, that moment of grief, and to hold you and and to comfort you. And that's why Jesus said, I must go because I need to send you the comforter, the one who's going to be with you, the one who will also lead and guide you into all truth. He's also known as the helper. He's known as the helper and the comforter, the Holy Spirit. I love what one of my beloved famous uh, uh, preachers and pastors is, is the beloved Charles Spurgeon. I love what he says about this. He says, let us take courage here. If Jesus Christ was born in a manger in a rock, why should he not come and live in our rocky hearts? If he was born in a stable, why should not the stable of our souls be made into a habitation for him? If he was born in poverty, may not the poor in spirit expect that he will be their friend? If he thus endured degradation at the first, Will he count it any dishonor to come to the very poorest and humblest of his creatures and tabernacle and the souls of his children? Will he not be with you? Yes, because that's his name. That's who he is. That's what he's done. And that's what he continues to do. Be Emmanuel, God with us. He's God with us in our guilt and shame. He's God with us in our grief and sorrows because he's care. He was known as the man of sorrows. He suffered for us. He was the suffering servant, but now he's the all-sufficient, resurrected king, and he cares for you. And that's why in 1 Peter, he can say, you can cast your cares on me because I care for you. So family, if you've been dealing with anxiety, run into the arms of your Savior. If you've been dealing with depression, run into your arms of your Savior. If you've been worried and you've been consumed with grief, run into the arms of your Savior. If you've been overwhelmed by sorrow, over loss after loss after loss after loss, run into the arms of your savior because he knows and he cares just like he told the children of Israel in Egypt. He says, I've heard their groanings. I've, I've heard their cries. I've seen their afflictions and I have come to deliver them. I've come to be with them. I, they will, I will be their God and they will be my people. He loves you and he's with you. This, this is our laugh takeaway. God is with us in our going and in our serving. God is with us. He proved that he was with us by sending his son to provide to us this beautiful gift that we know as salvation. He's given us this great gospel and out of that we've been washed in the blood of the lamb and that washing in the blood of the lamb he has stepped in and he helps us deal with, with guilt and shame from our mistakes and in, uh, in our past failures and disappointments and all of those type of things he's entered in in that way and he helps us process grief and sorrow when life seems like it's overwhelming us or seeming like it's getting the victory then the Lord steps in and he gives us his strength and he lets us know that in this life yes we will have trials and tribulations but we will not lose heart we do not lose heart we will not fear because he's overcome the world for us. But with all that receiving that good news as we say here rebuilt we also have a response and he's with us and responding by going in his name and serving in his name. Listen to what uh, Moses said to the people in Exodus 33 he said Moses said to the Lord, he says, see, you say to me, bring up this people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name. You have also found favor in my sight. Now, therefore, if I have found favor in your sight, please show me now your ways that I may know that you in order to find favor, excuse me, that I may know you in order to find favor in your sight. Consider too that this nation is your people. He says, listen, I need you to go with me. If you don't go, if your presence doesn't go with me, watch this. He says in verse 14, he said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Oh, somebody needs to sit in that right now. I hear by the spirit of the Lord right now, encouraging you and strengthening you and loving on you in this moment. By the same thing he said to Moses and he says, my presence will go with you. God with us Emmanuel Emmanuel and I will give you rest. I will give you rest. Somebody needed just to hear that the Lord will give you rest. Somebody just needed to breathe. Somebody needed to breathe in and exhale on that one. He says, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. And he said to him, if your presence will not go with me, do not bring us up from here. For how shall it be known that if I have found favor in your sight, I and your people, is it not in your going with us so that we are distinct? I and your people from every other people on the face of this earth. How do we know we're different? How should we know we're different? Because God is with us. His presence is with us. His presence is on us. He's going with us wherever we go. We bear the name of Emmanuel. We bear the name of mighty God, wonderful counselor, prince of peace, everlasting father. We bear the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're called Christians, aren't we? We bear that wonderful, powerful, mighty, holy, righteous, and just name. We bear the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are his people and he is our God. And because of that, he says, my presence will go with you. I will give you rest and Moses says if your presence will not go we don't want to go either family that's our declaration God if you don't want to go we don't want to go wherever you're sending us in the world however you're building rebuild however you're leading rebuild however you're causing rebuild to go and serve Jesus if your presence is not with us we don't want to go how else will the world know that we belong to you and one of the ways that the Lord told us to do by how we love one another that's how the world will know that's how we're distinct and so that's why we strive to be a love movement here in our church in our city in our community and to the very ends of the world by loving one another so the world would know that we are his disciples that we bear the name of the lord jesus christ family do you see how this all comes full circle when he is with us we have rest we can rejoice we know we're redeemed we, we we're, we're resurrected. We're built up again. We, we, we are. We are his people and he is our God. And no other people on the face of the earth can claim this goodness that we have. There is no other people on the face of the earth that can claim this goodness than the disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. There is no other people on the face of the earth. No matter how big nor small, there's no other people that can claim what we can claim, that our God is bad, y'all. And beside him, there is none other. And we need to be firm in our belief that he is with us so we can share this great news with a lost, broken, and dying world around us. See, Matthew said it in his gospel. Chapter 28, he says, now the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him. But some doubted. Some of us are still doubting that God is with us today. I hope that today. I hope that changes. Song. we see what I love to sing this with my aunts. So many people doubt him. I can't live without him. That is why I love him so Jesus is real to me. Even in the midst of all this, all these disciples around him, they had come up to this place and they were worshiping him, but some even doubted. Family, we could be in the sanctuary. We can be in the congregation of the upright. We can be in the assembly of the upright and we can be worshiping God, but we're still doubting if he loves us. We're still doubting if he's with us. We can still doubt. Isn't that interesting? that the Lord will point this out in the text. And then Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven. Here's how he wanted to remove that doubt. All authority. I got all power, boo. I I got all power, homie. He says, and Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Now you go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. I'm with you always to the end of the age. Family, He loves us and He cares. So here's how we're going to close. Verse 10. Back in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 10. Moreover, the Lord spoke again to Ahaz, saying, Ask a sign for yourself from the Lord your God. Ask it either in the depth or in the height above. Listen, I believe the Lord wants us to ask for a sign today. Some of you need to ask, Lord, is this is this the right job? Have I taken on the right career? Am I, am I heading in the right direction? Is this my time to go back to school, Lord? Give me a sign. Is this is this is this is this our time? Uh, uh, is this our time to move in faith as it relates to a child? Whether, whether it's for adoption, God, or we've been struggling in something, God, I need a sign, Lord God, we've been struggling with infertility, God, give us a sign, we, 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 we felt uh, like you haven't heard us, and we've been crying, God, and I believe the Lord is saying, ask me for a sign. Maybe, maybe who you're supposed to spend the rest of your life with, maybe, maybe you have someone and, and don't know, or, 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 or maybe, you, you know, ask for a sign from the Lord, Is this person I'm supposed to spend the rest of my life with. How, how, how do I go about loving them and serving them as you call me to love and serve them? Is this the person, God? Maybe, or maybe there's something specific that the Lord is calling you to do within his church. You know, we're, we're called to, to glorify him in all of our deeds and all of our thoughts and all of our actions. We're called to glorify him. That's our chief end. Our chief goal is to glorify him. But some of you all specifically, God, what is it? What is it? What are you calling me to do in your church? Because he wants us to go into all the world and preach the good news. We're not just a house it here for ourselves and keep it. No, we're supposed to go out and share that with others because family, if you watch the news and you look around, we're in a lost and broken and dying world. God, give me a sign. I need to know. Am I headed in the right direction? Am I doing the right thing? Will you do What the Lord through the prophet Isaiah was instructing or asking King Ahaz to do. Ask for a sign. Give me a sign. No matter how big it is, no matter how tall it is, no matter how deep it is, no matter how wide it is, no matter how far it is, just ask me for a sign. And I'll remind you and I'll let you know, oh, I'm with you. You're my child. I'll never leave or forsake you. That's just, I'm just good like that. I'm just God like that. I just love you like
0: that. I'll never leave you or forsake you. And that's where we'll stop and pause for today. Thank you for taking your time with us today. If you'd like to learn more about our church or have us pray for you in any way, you can find us at www.rebuildchurch.com. That is www.rebuildchurch.com. Our church meets in Durham, North Carolina, and if you're looking for a church to attend, we'd love to have you join us. We meet weekly at 10 a.m. on Sunday, and you can find more details about what to expect and where we are on our website. You can also find our full services on our YouTube channel. Please join us for our next episode as Pastor Chuck begins the final message in his Give Thanks series.